Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. We're going to continue our conversation on what life in the spirit and spirit-led ministry really really looks like. We talked about that last time on Soul Talks, but we really didn't get into sharing anything personally about that. So, Bill, will you share with our listeners what what does spirit-led ministry look like in your life today? Well, I think one example of it is we've been doing a, a lot of speaking, uh, obviously in our Soul Shepherding Institute, but then also when we're visiting uh, churches and uh, different groups, uh, mission organizations and others where we're doing trainings, retreats and conferences. And I remember well when I hated public speaking. Mm-hmm. I felt anxiety about it. I had a panic attack. I just didn't feel like I was a good speaker because I'm not a natural speaker. I was self-critical. I didn't feel like I was effective Uh, like I wanted to be and I compared myself to other speakers and felt inadequate, felt jealous. And it was just a a labyrinth of distress for me and frustration. And so at the time I was talking with a Christian therapist and I remember saying, I don't don't want to speak anymore. Why? It's not worth it. Life's too short to have all this anxiety and all this stress. And I'm not even good at it anyway. And that was the uh, focus of, um, some of my work in therapy and you wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. But as I prayed about it, I didn't feel a peace about that. I felt like, cause I'm a teacher and I felt like the Lord wanted to help me with it. So I, I stayed with it. And as I prayed through that and as I practiced and learned different ways of speaking, uh, it became a very different experience for me. And one way of understanding that change is the shift from the R stage to the S stage uh, through the wall and into the inner journey in the middle of that. But I learned a way of uh, speaking and teaching uh, that's in the S stage of spirituality because I learned a way of living that's in S stage spirituality. And so that has been a game changer for me. So now when you go to speak, it's not something that you anticipate or feel anxious about or feel anxiety in. It's something that actually you find great joy. It's it's an easy yoke now for you. It's like my favorite thing, especially because I get to do it with you, Christy. <laughs> Thanks for that. I mean, it's so fun that we get to visit with um, people. And many of you who are listening, we would love to come to your church or your organization or someone on our staff come to you and uh, be with you in community and bring bring some teaching. Uh, yeah, we just we just love that, and because I find that God is present in in a special way in in these settings, and I've learned how to do it where it's not about me, it's not about my words, my knowledge, my teaching, my speaking abilities. Those things on the human level they they contribute, but that's not what it's about. It's about the Lord Jesus, and He's the speaker. He's the teacher. And so I just orient myself around the fact that the risen Lord is in the room or right now on this podcast. So so why couldn't you do that 30 years ago when you had your panic attack on the stage? Why couldn't you do that then? Well, I, I tried to, 
but I didn't have the character to do it. And I didn't have the full understanding. Yeah. So I think part of it has been I just needed to learn some things like conceptually. There was some theological, spiritual, psychological understandings that I needed to gain. And so I, I didn't, hadn't read a book like Journey of the Soul that explained these kinds of things to me. So that, that was part of it, but that's just the beginning. And we, uh, Dallas Willard says in his book, Hearing God, we, we live at the mercy of our ideas. So my idea about public speaking was off. I, I didn't really understand how to do that in spirit-led ministry. But then beyond that, we, we need more than good and true ideas. We also need a relational disposition and uh, the characterological ability. We, we need uh, habits, habits that engage our heart. And so years ago, I had habits of ambition, habits of ego, habits of worrying about people thought about me, habits of putting pressure on myself, habits of being self-critical, habits of judging myself, going into shame, habits of trying to please people and spiraling down into discouragement if I didn't. So all those things were affecting my experience with, with public speaking. But when I learned habits of rejoicing in the Lord in my midst, of submission to God, of, of not trying to push and hurry and get it all out, but paying attention in the moment to, to the Holy Spirit, uh, when I learned habits of having a conversation with people and doing, when, when I speak, when I preach, when I teach, doing that like what I've been doing as a therapist and now as a spiritual director and a coach, where I listen to people and I have conversation. And so I, I figured out that, well, the best speakers are actually good at listening to people, even though the people aren't talking. And of course, you do, we do what we call squeeze the sponge in our institute, where we, we do have people share comments and questions and and that's like the best form of teaching. But in a larger group setting, like preaching a sermon uh, or giving a seminar, a lot of it, you're, you're bringing the content. But even while you're talking, you can be looking at people and their faces and listening to what their bodies are telling you and the questions you can imagine they might be asking. And you can be listening to what you, you sense the Holy Spirit might be saying. And so I've practiced those things, and it, it takes a load off of me. And because... The load's not on my shoulders. It's on Jesus' shoulders. He, he's the Lord. He's the master. He's the one that's the teacher and speaker. Yeah, years ago when you were speaking, you were working and striving very hard and dependent upon making sure that your your content was really good and your methods and, and your style and the, the nonverbal communications. And there, there was so much to be attending to there and focusing on and depending on and so much tied to your performance and your success and the outcomes. And you've learned to abandon that to Jesus. You've learned to attend to him as the most precious one present there in the room. And you've learned to depend upon his spirit in you. And even as you were talking about listening to people in the room or reading the room, you're, you're listening to the Holy Spirit in that. You're listening to what the Lord, and, and, and your most important preparation and preparation when we speak is prayer. Well, asking and listening to the Lord first before we even go as to what his heart for the people that we're going to be with is. And then while we're with them, continuing to listen to his heart, his desire, asking him for his vision 
And part of that prayer process is, uh, frankly, it's just like getting my my body and my heart and soul in the right disposition, a disposition of worship for God and trust in Jesus the speaker, a disposition of compassion for the people. And so to have that centered in, in, in my focus and in my bodily orientation, that, that part of prayer is really important so that when I show up to speak, I'm rested. And my relational centers of my brain are on. And I'm smiling, not because I'm just, I'm like trying to, but because I'm happy in Jesus. And yeah. I'm happy to be assisting Jesus. And I, when I speak, I imagine myself, before I speak, I imagine myself doing it. And I've done this many times. And so I see Jesus there at the, the podium. Uh, I see him there as the, the speaker, and he's, he's the Lord, and he's, he's the radiance of God's glory, and he's, he's towering over me and all of us in the room. And so I see myself as I watch and pray to anticipate uh, the, the, the time of, of speaking and teaching, whether it's a big group or a smaller group, and I see myself there, or you and I, when we, as we're speaking together, which is normally what's the case, that we're we're assisting Jesus, we're we're beside Him, but our attention, our affection, is on Jesus, and the people's attention and affection is on Jesus, and so that that relaxes me because it's not it's not all up to me, and you're able to enjoy it. I love it. It's my favorite thing I do. <laughs> which I never would have imagined when I was 30 years old and I was all stressed and anxious about it and feeling horrible. I would never imagine that it'd be the, my favorite form of work is to, I would have said, oh, I'm, I'm a writer, let somebody else speak it. No, I, I, I like speaking it even better than writing it in one sense. Well, I think that in my story that it parallels you some, not exactly, not the same. I didn't struggle with the same anxiety, but one of the things that's been so freeing for me personally in spirit-led ministry is to be able to see how the Lord uses my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities, my struggles, all the parts of me that I normally would want to and used to hide in shame and try to manage and repress and uh, kind of protect behind defense mechanisms. I've learned that I can drop all of that in the presence of God, and that surprisingly, as I'm honest about those things, the Spirit uses it. You become a wounded healer, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of you for your courage to be vulnerable in that way and to, to s- s- get off of the sideline where you can be a great cheerleader, which is a wonderful gift, but to realize, no, the Lord wants you in the game, and I need you in the game, and so to have you speaking and leading with me uh, is very powerful because you're a different personality, you're a different voice, you have a different story, and a lot of people relate to you. You're, you're more feeling-oriented, I'm more thinking-oriented, and you're more a, a type B, I'm a type A, and so that different personality and your, your courage to, to be that as a teacher, as a leader, uh, is blessed so many people. Well, it's true that in spirit-led ministry, the gift of being able to listen to the Lord beforehand and praying, that's the real work before 
we speak, and then during, in the moment, and as we speak together, that gives me space to be praying and listening when you're talking and I'm not. And then oftentimes the Lord will give me a fresh idea, a new word, uh, a sensitivity to what maybe somebody in the room, he wants to say to somebody in the room that I hadn't been conscious of or thought of until that moment. Yeah, so somebody listening might say, so what do you mean uh, praying while you're talking? That might seem like, well, how would you do that? Yeah, well, I actually meant while you're talking, Bill, because we we speak together. So oftentimes when you're teaching or speaking, I'm praying. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm seeking, Lord, what are you saying? Where would you have us go next? Should we share this story or this verse or do this exercise or yeah. is there something else? Like I'm a- I'm offering these things to the Lord. I'm I'm off- I'm submitting our outline to the Lord. I mean, if people saw our outlines when we speak or our materials that we bring in preparation and they tried to see how we covered that in our talk, oftentimes they'd be surprised how much we go off script of that yeah. because we're not tied to that because we are trusting the Holy Spirit to know better than that. It's like, yeah. we're, this is what we're, we're, we're offering him. We're saying, okay, this is the best of our discernment to date. And then usually there's, then at the break, you and I kind of talk, what are you sensing from the spirit? What do you think? Should we stick with this plan or is there something else? And oftentimes one of us has discerned something else and we'll just abandon that. Yeah, and we're not saying that's like the only way to do it. Sometimes you, you give a talk, and it needs to be close to the close to the the vest, and you you stick to uh, pretty much a, a script, and it's, uh, that's another way to do it. And you can do a lot of prayer and discernment into preparing a talk that way, and then then delivering it. Uh, and I've done talks that way as well. And sometimes when the sermon needs to be 22 minutes, it needs to be more like that. But we've learned this way that for us, like you call it pair skating, like we're, we're like in the Olympic skaters, we're doing a pair skate. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're uh, back and forth with our, our giftings, but in a way that we're mirroring each other, synchronizing with each other, and most importantly, with the Holy Spirit. And I, I do this, uh, as I think you do as well, Christy, e- even while I'm talking, I will sometimes like pause just for a second or two and take a breath and just a little prayer, you know, Jesus, what do you want said? Or just, just a smile as a prayer, as I look out at, at the audience and it's just my, see, it can even be like nonverbal because it's embodied. I've practiced it so many times that it has meaning for me. That I'm I'm waiting in your presence, Lord. What do you, what do you want said? What what are you doing with the people? Or what what questions do people have? And and so, I don't even need to think those thoughts in that moment because I've had those prayer thoughts so many times that 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 pause it means all that. It's coming it's coming from my heart. It's deep, it's deeper than words. I think I'm tapping into. Romans eight twenty six that the Holy Spirit within you is praying, interceding on your on your behalf and on behalf of the people that you're with, and words deep deeper deeper than words in groanings and, and uh, longings, yearnings, and so we that's what we want to be tapping into. And another way that we another way that I've prepared because I've learned different ways of preparing, and rather than I try not to over prepare for a given talk but put a lot of my preparation not only into prayer like we're talking about, but also into learning. And so by, by getting at the, ahead of the curve of the, all the, the speaking and teaching that we do 
And we're doing a lot of speaking and teaching with going to churches and our institute and this podcast and the writings. But to get ahead of the content preparation curve by studying and learning uh, in, in my Bible studies, in the books that I read, so that I'm, I'm absorbing for my own life and my own taking on of the mind of Christ and growing in spiritual knowledge. So it's, it's building up this treasure store. Because Jesus said the kingdom of the heavens is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on treasures old and new. And so I want to have within in that safe deposit box of my soul a treasure store of, of knowledge, of soul care practices, of experiences in, in my life with God, in my life with you and other people, so that when I'm with people, that can all come out in a, in a spirit-led conversational way. And so that helps keep me from, from burnout helps me be in the overflow, which is what the, the S stage and the Christ stages of our book, Journey of the Soul, the S stage is all about overflow ministry. And it also enables us to minister with integrity because we are practicing and doing what we are teaching others to do. And that's been important for us too because our, our knowledge is also experiential. It's coming out of our own experience in our life with God as well in our ministry with him. Yeah, so like we're talking about the, the S stage, but the I stage and the Christ stages of the inner journey is something we always try to keep keep fresh and alive for us with with soul talk. That's why we had this podcast of being emotionally honest. This is inner journey spirituality here. But also as we are out speaking and as we're leading our institute uh, retreat weeks and so forth, we practice TLC time. And so when we are assigning uh, students five hours of TLC time for To Love Christ, solitude and silence and soul care practices and so forth, well, we do that too. And uh, when we're traveling, we're not always able to do this, but this is what what we try to do and usually do is to either arrive early or, or stay late and have some space. Or like when we were speaking this last weekend at a church, we had a big block of time on Sunday after we preached in the two services, and uh, or actually on Saturday, after, after we did the training on Saturday, we had a block of time where we went for a long walk. We probably walked about six miles and just were out in beauty and nature and, and we're talking. And so nourishing our own souls in God's presence, that, that cultivating that, that inner journey spirituality, that, that intimacy with God, because that, that's ultimately what fuels the spirit-led ministry. It's the, the cycles of time where, where we're quiet, like the disciples in the upper room, where we're waiting on God. We're, we're not working or thinking so hard, but we're, we're being. We're, we're being in God's presence. And that's what we were doing that Saturday as we were, were walking for, for hours and just having conversation as, as we uh, felt led to and enjoying the, the birds and the flowers and the beauty all around us and getting some exercise and some fresh air and not thinking about, about work and not, not, not worrying about tomorrow's sermon because it's already planned. So I hope that some of these ideas are helpful to you as you think about your ministry as a, a Bible teacher, a pastor preaching sermons, missionary who is teaching other people lessons, or some other work that you're doing in the church, the family, your place of work, as you talk to people and share with people. Uh, how could you do that in spirit-led ministry? That's what we've been talking about. hope this has been encouraging for you. So, friends, as we close today, this podcast, let's just spend a minute just, just praying 
One of our favorite breath prayers from the Bible, this comes from Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray. And I want you to think about what it is that God's called you to do. What is your special work, your ministry, or your job? What's before you? What kind of work is before you today? Now let's, let's take that work and let's pray. Jesus, may we do all that we do that you've given us to do in your kingdom under your good and loving rule and presence dwelling with you in your kingdom by your power not our own not depending upon our abilities our strength but by the power of Holy Spirit and for your glory not our own gain not our own reputation or justification or security so again thinking of what you're doing and the opportunity to do it with Jesus. Let's pray as we breathe in. May we do this in your kingdom. And as you hold your breath by your power, we receive what we receive from you. And as you exhale, for your glory. Amen. To help you benefit even more from Soul Talks, we put together show notes for every podcast episode that includes a transcript of the podcast and links to any resources that we mentioned. So check out the show notes that go with this podcast and hope that you'll find even more encouragement there. Thanks for following Jesus with us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 